afternoon and you're very welcome to local media this week and you will uh, gather by the sound. Uh, you're not listening to Jim Collins. I'm afraid the bench has been drained again. And, uh, What's he had? I, 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 I think it's to do with uh, grandkids, uh, uh, John. So, but uh, I, I'll have to write a strongly worded letter if this continues. <laughs> I, said, I, I was very glad to hear that you were back. Because uh, then I thought I, I'd, be, I'd be back to the, you know, uh, the back benches. But uh, anyway, he, yeah. here we go. Another issue of... Uh, the media show, uh, John S. Good afternoon to you. Afternoon. Well, welcome back from your your little break. Thank you. Uh, Pat O'Brien. Uh, said Pat, we're beginning to meet up too too often at this stage. <laughs> so, uh, Pat's media career is expanding. He's now uh, a, a critical analyst. We'll say on the GEA championships uh, that started uh, uh, yes. this weekend, yeah. and uh, a, ga a game that we had last night, and there will be more games coming up next weekend. So. And uh, Pat, uh, very fond hopes, uh, very good chances for the Mills, Pat. That's what you'll be hoping for. And David Fleming, <laughs> well, well, welcome, David. Thanks very much, the, Luke. The, the, the Tim Grady contingent is yes. present and correct. Now, I'm going to start with a good news story because after that, we tend to go downhill. And uh, there is a lovely photograph by the one and only, uh, not our John, but uh, the John uh, photographer, Kelly. Page one, the champion, local farmer, Pat Purcell tidying up his traditional hay trams, which he saved during the recent fine spell in Treacle. A lovely photograph. Uh, Luke, now would you give me out of 10 uh, the actual making of that haycock? I wouldn't be uh, a worthy farmer, John, but looking at it, I'd give it about maybe a seven. <laughs> How about you, uh, <laughs> Pat? Yeah, well, maybe he hadn't tidied up yet. He's probably finished it off and he'll tidy it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, a bit up. rough looking. He'll tidy it up later on. Well, he, he, he has a lot on his back, I'd say. Which yeah. 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 Where is he going? Yeah. Well, I'm wondering where he's going with that. that this up? is the local <laughs> farmer, Pat Purcell, tidies up his traditional hay trams, yeah. which he saved during the recent fine spell at Fecal Village. Now, is that blood? On the ground. Well, we hope. No, I don't think so. No. No, I think we're, I think we're all good. I think you were just marking the paper <laughs> with, with a red pen. <laughs> but uh, those eagle-eyed motorists driving between Bodike and Tomb Graney may have noticed yeah. a very beautifully uh, made yeah, a tidy tram. Yeah. Uh, tram. It's, gone. it's gone, isn't it? It's gone now, but who, it was who, there. Who that by? was the Minogues. Which is Pat Minogue, yeah. and I'd say helped by his brother. Um, but it was it was uh, a lovely build. A lovely. Do you ever kind of play around in the hay field? Oh, I did. I did. <laughs> I remember sort of making small trams. Now, the 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 wording is funny. Now, I I there's a cock of hay. Have you heard of a rick of hay? I have, of course. That's very much the west of Ireland. A rick, and a tram. I, 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 we we might have used a cock or a rick. I think. Yeah, but it all means the same thing, doesn't and it? As you, as you grew up, like, did you, you know, you'd be <laughs> making the trams first, and then you'd bring them in and put them in a reek. Go on, Pat, explain it to us. So you you tram that out in the field, and then you'd begin the. What the do trams. you mean tram? You make you make your your cocks. cocks. Yeah, well, the trams the reek. Or a tram. Yeah, yeah. and then they put in, and and then they bring into a reek. Yeah, the ridge, the ridge, the ridge is out of the hay shed. It's it's. You, you wouldn't call packing the hay shed, you wouldn't call lottery to be in, <coughs> in the, um, what do you call the haggard. Yeah, you yeah. have that word? In the haggard. Haggard, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My father taught me a lesson. I was a city man, do you know, urban 
but summer spent in the rural landscape of Rathcrohan and Rathcrohan. And the thing is, uh, I noticed he had a style. He loved the actual building of the of the rick. You would have usually you'd have two above and top. Mm. You might have three feeding it, you know. Yeah. And uh, a young couple of young lads had to tram it down. But mm. Dad would lay hands on a rake, the timber rake, and he'd spend his uh, time. Uh, raking down the side of it. Uh, raking down the side, which yeah. was a gentle job. And when, <clears throat> when he was suit suitably sweated up, then he'd withdraw himself to Balnegar, <laughs> which is about, about two miles away, for refreshments. Refreshments, But yeah. he always met somebody, uh, you know, who had the same thing in mind. And they delayed. You can come back until, uh, you know, we had the work nearly finished. <laughs> so I, I decided that that is the style now that is worth actually learning. Yes. Of and from. Because it was an easier job. Easier but it job. was a skillful job because yeah. that's what kept the yeah, rain, kept the rain out from out. getting into it. Mm -hmm. And if you look at this one, that hasn't been done yet here. Yet. It hasn't. I think, John, yeah. that's what attracted your eye first. That that. What did you call it? Trimming or. What's what would it be called the dressing of dressing it? Dressing of yeah. Um, hadn't been quite done yet. No, that hasn't been trampled down. Yeah. That's only a small cock. Tis, mm, yeah, tis. The, the the rick, path. The rick, or reek. Yeah, a reek could take yeah. twenty or thirty of those. Thirty of those, yeah, about thirty of those. Right, lads, we've spent. Five and a half minutes. Are you serious? About talking about a photograph. About well, it's important. Nobody <laughs> knows that it is. There are other things we have to talk about, and unfortunately, they're not great. Now, it must be nearly a full episode since the word Shannon has been mentioned. And uh, bad news, would say, during the week. Uh, it's on page four of the Echo, and it's also the main uh, headline by Dan Danher on the front page of the Clare Champion. I'll just refer to page four. Park McMahon has it Aer Lingus is to pull one daily flight from Shannon Airport and the excuse this time is in order to meet a Heathrow Air Airport cap on passenger numbers. So uh, we, we'll blame Aer Lingus but Aer Lingus are blaming Heathrow and it's basically because uh, there's a number of flights that have been cancelled. Now I said airlines have been instructed to cut flights from Heathrow to bring the numbers of outgoing passengers moving through the airport down to 100,000 a day between now and the middle of September. Yeah. Now, it basically means that one, the Aer Lingus daily flight to Shannon, the 7.20 p.m., uh, has been called for this week, and we don't have any update on what will be the story for next week. Mm. And that's the last Aer Lingus flight of the day. David, that's something that you, you, you have uh, had experience of. That's right. Well, I've recently flown with Aer Lingus from Heathrow to, from Shannon to Heathrow. Yeah. And, um, on Aer Lingus? On Aer Lingus. And it was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. No, it was a third. It was, anyway, I can't remember the day yeah. of the week it was now. Um, it was a Sunday evening. And there are major problems at Heathrow. The, what is it, actually? The problem in Heathrow is they haven't enough staff. They haven't enough bag handling staff. So they're therefore not able to get the bags to the planes and off the planes quick enough, which had, a, had an effect on my plane because we were waiting in Heathrow on the runway for an hour to, to get to our gate. An aeroplane was already occupying the gate. It hadn't been filled up. And of course, it's not just bags. It's the food trolleys and all the other bits and pieces. Yeah. And of course, security. 
security. And these are the same problems in, in Dublin and, and in other airports around the world. And they're all different uh, 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 how is it, companies. The, the, they are. They're, they are. They're, they're not, like most organizations, there's so many contract yeah. staff. Yeah. So one company handles the bags for a particular terminal mm. or a particular airline, I don't know which. Um, and so the airport authorities really can't control that. And yeah. they're all blaming each other. So what did you have to... Well, I had, I had to wait for an hour to get into Heathrow. And then on the way back, Aer Lingus cancelled the flight to Shannon that yeah. evening. Um, on the way back because of COVID. Now, and COVID will be around, and it's, it's pretty high at the moment. Yeah. So these can, I think we're just going to have to get used to these cancellations. Heathrow, in, a, in an effort to try to control the situation, as Luke has said, has capped mm. the number of passengers flying in from everywhere. Yeah. And Aer Lingus, this is the step that Aer Lingus is taking. Other airlines around the world are taking similar steps but it's unfortunate yeah. i don't know yeah. how many dublin flights have been cancelled i presume i think they have a number it's of them. it's 17 i think is 17 uh, yeah, yeah. What, what were affected all over the week uh, you, you, over the weekend now you'd sort of like to know um, how many of those uh, you know were all we'll say uh, direct flights we'll say from, from dublin yeah luke you had a problem before we, uh, we went on air, I, you had a problem with the slots. You worried well, about yeah, Will you explain? I, I, explain. Exactly. Well, what well, are my, these my, my concerns are the deal that was done, we'll say, when Aer Lingus got taken over by AIG, yeah. is that the slots, we'll say, in Shannon were guaranteed for a period of time. I think it was 10 years. That period expires in September. Mm. So from September, there is no guarantee that AIG slash Aer Lingus uh, they can move those slots, trade them, sell them, do what they like with them. So, so the airport doesn't own the slot? No, no, there's no guarantee that they will be there uh, come September. Now, mm. a little bit like we, we can all protest about it and do X, Y and Z, but it'll come down to a commercial decision. We'll be talking more about commercial decisions in a time, but um, I, I see, just we say, Dan's article uh, on page one of the champion, he, he says that, uh, we said the... Aer Lingus has decided to call one of its flights to Shannon from Heathrow in a move which may continue for a number of weeks. So, yeah, yeah. you know, which probably isn't surprising. But uh, it's not but too surprising, Luke, that they've chosen Shannon either. No, that particular flight. But sure, eighty-seven percent of uh, Aer Lingus yeah. flights, you know, flights but into the country. When I flew out on that Sunday evening, um, now it's it's obviously different at different times of the week. The plane was half full, so. They do look at these sorts of figures, and whatever's coming low on their spreadsheet, they'll, yeah. they'll have a reason to But cut. you have to understand as well that they only, no, I know the airlines have been getting back off the ground, but that flight, those flights were only reinstated relatively yeah. recently yeah. as well. You know, yeah. so it's not as yeah. if people, you know, that yeah. might have been making longer term plans. Yeah. Would have been able to I, I think, I, I'd be hopeful though that this is a, a short, term thing that Heathrow and Dublin and all the other big airports will sort themselves out and that those problems that the cap will be lifted and that Aer Lingus then well now Michael, let's we'll watch this space as yeah, they say yeah, they could use it as an excuse yeah to uh, drop it all together your thoughts yeah well it's, it's, it's worrying about the slots in, 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 uh, in Heathrow really uh, the, um, Carl Crowe is uh, saying it here as well that there's um, uh, there's been labor, you know um, 
Then the class which were once ring fenced for their linkers on the Shannon Heathrow service now be now belong to the AIG company and is now up to them on a commercial mm. whim to decide where and how these dots should be used. They are only weeks out from this dumb tea expiring and going, which has no legal basis to secure the young tea. So yeah. it's just worrying on, the, on that part of it. Yeah, and just we'll say when Shannon is sort of getting back off the floor and you know there's good vibes, even when we have the likes of Shamrock Rovers coming down to fly through the airport, yeah. you know, and, and everybody that goes through mm. the airport is mm. quite happy. Yeah. with the you know the service and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. the length of time it takes to get through so hopefully yeah. uh, and and again passing through the airport when i did on both on the first occasion the airport car park was full for it, yeah. which is a good sign that things are uh, are, are looking good for shan is well, that you, you you've noticed the car parking well it would want to be full john in you know in fairness in july yeah but what is worrying though is is the cost for people for tourists coming into this country um i mean we were talking to somebody yeah. the other day uh who was quoted for a rental price for a car and the price was i, I don't know oh, two two or three hundred a, a day, day. Oh, at least. If not more. more and right. in the end, that particular gentleman bought his car because yes. he, he was staying here for the entire summer, or for a lot of the and, summer. And you give an example as well earlier of the price of hotels. Well, Luke, oh, sorry, it was Luke who actually mentioned mm. it. And I mean, you quoted uh, a difference, Luke, between staying in a hotel in Belfast, in the centre of the city, near the actual, what do you call it? The Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. And uh, for three nights and three days, uh, and you compared it to a quote you got then when you came back across the border in the Ben Mullet area, yeah. you were over there. Yeah. Can you tell well, us well, they again? Don't, they what don't really compare. I know price-wise they don't compare. And Pat, you alluded to it previously, you know, we checked prices for Cork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were talking yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, crazy prices. Yeah. But you're you're generally talking for a room in Mayo about 160 100 to between 160 and 180 a night each for for bed and breakfast bed and breakfast yeah you know which yeah so i think midweek now, what's you know, probably going to happen is a lot of people will be reluctant if they do want a holiday in ireland they will be reluctant to spend any money on, on hotels and probably hmm. do day trips. And could I, yeah. I know, we, we, Luke, with your permission, could I mention in the Echo this week, there is a special pull-out edition of Live Clare, Summer My Clare, which has a whole host of different attractions in the county. And I think people will be looking at those and says, I'm going to do Alloway Caves or I'm going to... Yeah. Um, do the aqua park in Killaloo, or I'm going to, you know, explore Ennis for the day and come back home in the evening. Yeah, I just know from uh, talking to a few uh, GA people in relation to the All Ireland last weekend, and not one of them stayed up in Dublin. Is that right? Yeah. No, I was talking to about five, of which mm. I would say three previously would always have, have stayed. stayed. Yeah. You know. It's a big factor, isn't it? The night before or the night afterwards. The Kilkenny team didn't stay in Dublin, they came back down to Kilkenny. Is that right? Yeah. 
but, uh, but anyway, David, I'm going to come back to that yeah, uh, okay. pull, pull out in a while, but we're, we're going to move on because we're talking about commercial decisions and uh, AIG is one that we'll probably be looking at, we'll say, with the slots in September and we'll hope for good news on that. But uh, bad news during the week from the AIB, uh, page three on the champion and it is page one and page six on the echo. I said Fiona McGarry has it on page three of the champion. Uh, discussed express for the decision of AIB Bank to make a number of branches, including the one in Killaloo, which affects us, a cashless facility when municipal district members gathered on Wednesday, July 20th. It was uh, registered by chair of uh, Killaloo Municipal District, uh, Alan O'Callaghan, who said, quote, the regular man might have some chance, but the older generation liked to go into the bank and gather their cash. Now, John, I, I raised the question, a cashless, cashless bank, does this mean the hole in the wall outside is gone as well? And uh, I'm not sure do we have an answer to that. Well, it's an interesting uh, speculation, Luke. Um, if it goes, take, for example, a town like Tulla, the bank closed, right? The ATM machine is available on the extern. Isn't that right? No, so there's no, there's no one also in the bank in Tulla, John. In the, it's the only one is in the super value in Tulla. It, the there's no. There's no. You have no bank. You have no ATM machine. There's no ATM in, in the. There's no ATM in the, in the bank in Tulla, no. Because the bank is now for sale, Pat. It's said, for sale. It? Yeah. There's no. There's no outside one in Tulla. So there's, it's only one to stay is below in the in the super. And closes that. <coughs> in the super value. Well, this it's, yeah. it's open at nine o'clock yeah. in the night. Is there an inevitability, Luke, about all of this? Well, I think. COVID, How much money have you in your pocket at the moment? Uh, I have a fiver. <laughs> Right. I'm looking in and the moths have flown out of my wallet. Yeah. There isn't a single note and there hasn't been for yeah. some time. I, John. I, think, I think, John, no disrespect meant now to a man of your, your, your youthful age, but the question is, how much money have you in your wallet? You're, you're wondering, are you? Right. Well, no, the question being because uh, I, the, there is an inevitability, I think, about all of this, in that we are going towards a cash. Right, people yeah. going anyway. I just, Pat's doing all right. Pat has a few blue ones. When you have grandchildren, yeah. it behoves you <laughs> to have notes. No, it does. I said, are the grandkids going to have their phone with an app saying, give me, you know, send, me, send me a few euros? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah when you call. It's a society debate, and I think we've had it we'll say it with regards to losing our post offices and it's uh, oh there's plenty of money there John you, 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 you have all colours of, of, of <laughs> well, well, well done well, well, well done but, you have but, but Luke just yeah. sorry before interrupt. Two, two of us have no money two of us uh, have money I know what box. you're coming at now you're so next, you're going to ask what you're Pat's age and my age. Well, <laughs> no, it, it, it's but there is, I think there is an age thing to it in that yeah, the, 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 the older members of society will be affected by this and one has to feel sorry for them. But you asked, is it inevitable? And I think it is inevitable. And COVID has probably sped it up. Yeah. Uh, just before we came on air, I gave you the example of my own mother who would have always carried cash, doesn't really do internet banking, but, but now doesn't carry any cash anymore since COVID because she has her bank link card and she taps it like we all do now. Well, Luke, do you know what I see uh, happening? And it's referred to in one of the articles in the paper. I think 
elderly people will be tempted to keep money at home. Well, I think that's probably happening anyway. Yeah. It always has yeah. to a certain cohort of people. But if you look at the scenario at the minute, the banks don't want your money. Now, with, no, the, with interest rates going up today, they might be a little bit more interested in it yeah. in four or five months' time if the, if the interest rates go up. But um, I see uh, Councillor Pat Hayes described the transfer of cash services from AIB to one post, which we've alluded to previously, as, quote, half-baked. Now, could, could we just discuss that, Luke, for a second? I'll, he says, our post offices and credit unions now need to become the providers of local banking. Yeah. But discuss. If, 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 <laughs> if I'm an AIB customer or a Bank of Ireland customer, whatever, and the bank has closed or has gone cashless. Or if you're uh, an Ulster bank. Or an Ulster KBC. Or a KBC. Indeed, yeah, and yeah, I have to. Transfer. Yeah. 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 What's stopping me going to Unpost and opening an account and getting all the services that I could? I can even get a card now, as far as I know, with Unpost. Um, and pay pay that way. It's well. culture, I would say. Stop. Really, it's 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 it's, it's, it's difficult to get a, to open a bank account in in a bank. So uh, yeah. hopefully the, the the post offices will be easier easier. If you go to a bank now to open an account, yeah, well, it's it's you 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 you're being in a suitcase of stuff. You do, and I and and and, and post is I opened an account for my uh, six year old, um, it, with Unpost. And you you did have to you do have to have a lot of paperwork yes, for documentation. Them as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I suppose it's rent fraud and all the rest. But I would hope that the post offices and the credit unions, because there were calls um, when this was announced on Thursday, that uh, that the go that the central bank should license credit unions to provide more banking facilities yeah. than they actually yeah. do. And well, I think that's a fair argument. But uh, yeah, say businesses now in in Shannon it says here three major. AIB branches in Clare are to be turned into cashless outlets at the end of September as part of the Cash and checks services will no longer be offered at either Simon, Killaloo, Kilrush or Shannon. This means we, all, we, 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 we will not have notes, coins, checks, foreign exchange, bank drafts and, and will remove any drop safes and night safes customers of AIB were informed on Tuesday evening. So they're just that taking away everything. for businesses. No. You know, like we say, like not every pub, restaurant or shop you go into is cashless. Well, and, this, and I don't oh, yeah. think they ever yeah. will be. But why not, Luke? Because I think this will be another big push. COVID was a massive push for yeah. businesses to get cards. I'm surprised sometimes going into pubs and I kind of half worry they may not have um, a, ca a, a card machine. Yeah. But every place that I've gone into have now the card machine, yeah. and even the smallest of little places have. I think this will push, like if I'm a business now in Shannon, or a pub, or a shop, corner shop, let's say, yeah. uh, you, uh, I, I'd probably now be thinking, God, I need to be getting the machine, the card reading machine. Well then, when are we going to have, the, what will be the date where we have a sign outside the shop saying, no cash? No cash. Very soon. They and I'll give you an example. Put it up. Yeah. Already. I'll give you, I'll Just give remove you. the voluntary and it becomes. Yeah. And it was put up during COVID, of course. Remember, yeah. no cash yeah. allowed. Uh, I was at Kew Gardens and I was in the gift shop and uh, there were a very, very busy shop. And there were about six or eight tills. Yeah. Only one till was taking cash. Was taking cash. Every other till was taking the card. Yeah. And it upset the person in front of me <laughs> because she, 
she had to wait for the next uh, opening, but uh, everybody Luke, else was everybody was paying by card. Luke, tell me, in your business, which is law and order, um, Might be a do strong, you strong word do you <laughs> notice any age profile for uh, burglaries, house burglaries, burglaries in particular? Are they houses owned by elderly or middle-aged? Again, there's a, I would imagine the biggest step is it's still random. And the, the, totally the, random. The, 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 well, well, not totally, but the vast majority of them. The biggest prevention you can have uh, is an alarm box on your door, mm -hmm. on your wall. Because uh, they don't the, the burglar doesn't like sort of to be disturbed. And if there's an alarm on your premises, there's a fair chance they move on to one that doesn't yeah. have an alarm. Well, I think we know, I think I know where you're going with this, yeah. which was you're thinking the elderly will hold on to their cash and therefore be subject to yeah. potential. Yeah, that, that, that there is a, an opportunity with that. You could say elderly people living alone or farmers or stuff like that sometimes can 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 be targeted in that way. Yeah. But that's a debate maybe for another time. Now, listen, I'm I'm going to move on because uh, we're. I said the, the hay photograph at the start yeah. has, has put us off. Yeah. Um, there is an article about a digital hub in uh, Kilrush, Pat, which is inside the Clare Echo, uh, yeah. page two. Uh, digital hub to be relocated uh, by Powers McMahon. But this is a good news story. Now. Yeah, Kilrush digital hub is to be re relocated due to increasing demand from the facility. Officially opened in March 2018, the Kilrush hub which is part of the DigiClare network, was among the measures contained in Clare County Council digital strategy, which seeks to provide communities with access to broadband infrastructure and facilities. Since, since opening the facility has proved extremely popular with all sectors of the community, providing a flexibly working environment for residents, community groups, local enterprises, and intermediaries to work and collaborate and to avail of meeting rooms with high-speed internet connectivity and full um, audio-visual facilities. Mm. Sometimes seen the, the Kilgush facility um, experience a substantial increase in bookings which tours within West Clare. So it's just a, just a good news story and, 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 and of course the, they're, making, well, they're they, making it bigger. There's a, a better story if you continue into East Clare yeah. because I've um, I learned today from a source which I can trust um, that the tavern has been bought in Scarif. In Scarif, the plans are apparently in place for the next phase, and I gather that the bottom uh, story it will be a uh, a hub in the traditional sense, okay, and the upstairs areas going to be developed for other economic and social activities, but mm. primarily economic and okay. Mm. Well, we get um, a taste of maybe what it's, what it's going to be like um, from this Kilrush, because it's the council is behind all of this. There will be uh, a number of small business units, meeting rooms, private flexible pods. Not sure what a private flexible pod is. I think you is. can shut the door and... <laughs> what and what's it? the difference between a pod and a room then? I think they, they can be, an, it's like a little, literally a pod where you'd have a seated area and you can have a sliding door so that you can be, Open if you want up. to talk to people on the outside and say hello, but then if you want to have a private conversation, you shut the door. 
I see. Uh, angle. So pods, hot desks. Now, I have, a, I have a particular image of what a hot desk is. <laughs> it's not one that's on fire right now. <laughs> they're, they're basically, uh, I, I know from the exchange in Ogunlo, um, and we'll say I saw what was up in Flagmount as well, the centre yeah. up there. It's basically, just say for argument's sake, there's five or six desks laid out. They each have a network point. They each have plugs. And if you want to connect up to a projector. And it's a bit like there could be four corners of a room and there's one in each corner and today you walk in and you take the top of the left but the next day you walk in somebody's there before you ah. so you take the bottom of the right so, so it's, it's you, yes the, you, all the, the facilities are the exact same no matter where you go I suppose yeah. it, would it be fair to say that that the the, the hub idea is an evolving uh, you know it's a bit uh, like, uh, yeah, it is, and I think it certainly yeah. would say since COVID and the whole yeah. work from home yeah. routine, yeah. It, 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 has, it, it, it has evolved. Listen, I'm going to move on. Uh, John, we'll, we'll come back to you in relation to that, and I'm sure uh, the station manager will probably inquire, is there a room available in, in that premises as well? Now, uh, I, I'm going to say to you, John, A-R-E, ah. and not A-N-D-E, it's A-R-E. Am I right in saying in the, in both newspapers now have uh, articles on this and we've, uh, we've talked about it as we drove around West Clare uh, La Hinch and Le Hinch and I'm asking myself who came up with the idea? Now I'll give you as a little update during the week uh, I was listening to a podcast uh, of Sean Moncrief from News Talk and he had a businessman from the Hinch on about the very same thing. Yeah. And it appears that the NRA took over uh, mm. the roads about 10, 12 years ago yeah. and the signage mm. for the roads. And they basically went back in time looking at maps for spellings. And uh, that, so hence we've come up with the Hinch, right? But we're not, it's not just uh, uh, the Hinch is the only place uh, in Clare, that there's issues. Apparently, another R has been added to Corafin. And to Scarab. And oh, well, Scarab always had a few every now and again, yeah. you know, depending well, on what day of the week Scarab, the earliest, earliest spellings of Scarab that I've come across are the two R's. Mm. Yeah. And Ballybottom, I think, is missing yeah. a Y because of the, the, there's no Y. Uh, in Irish, if I'm correct, but anyway, if you want to listen to another podcast, it's only about six minutes long. It's Sean Moncrief yeah. talking about it. I may send you the link for it. But uh, it appears ten thousand euros is what it will cost to change the sign. Yeah, can I add into the to make it even more uh, uh, complex, complicated? It appears uh, that there is a growing demand from the people in the Lahinch area to have a say in this. And they've raised the question of a referendum, hmm. and they have raised, it's mentioned in the article as well, they have raised the question of having it parallel with the next local election. Hmm. Now, this is opening up an interesting thought, for me anyway. And that is, there are things which arise in the five-year span of the actual uh, council operation, right? In five years. And, um, Issues arise, which cause perhaps like pukas, pukas, and I think others nefarious <laughs> objects like that. Okay, and why not do as the Americans do? 
if there are issues that are relevant to your local people and there's a, a dissension, why not get into the habit of using the actual uh, election yeah. to but carry uh, uh, yeah. the oh, referendum? In this case, where it involves everybody, the name of the place, and by the way, there, uh, the law is very clear on this, that uh, you have to stick with the official name, which was set down by the Ordnance Survey. Errors are not. Dingle is another oh, example. Famous. But the law also provides for a referendum of locals where they want to change the name of a place. Yeah. So, so the law is there, and I, I think it'll happen. Can you um, actually, can you, can you tell us what the Dingle one was? Remind Dingle, Dangan Ikush. And it is an old, and it was used in the past, and of course yeah. Gael Gores want to use the Dangan, um, and others want to continue with the familiar Dingle. But in any event, and I think that's where the whole referendum idea came up. Came up. The counter-argument to having referenda is we elect representatives to make the decisions for us. Um, and it's an old argument, it goes way back, it goes centuries back, when even in the 18th century, constituents demanded to recall their MP, to instruct their MP yeah. how they vote in Parliament. And you had that debate, well, you've elected me day one, you need to trust me now to make the decisions for you. Um, I think in some referenda, it would be, there'd be a big turnout. But look at Switzerland, and look at in America, where they do have these, in California in particular, the, the turnout is minuscule. And sometimes you get things on ballots which should never be on ballots and things getting across. So anyway, um, La Hinch or La Hinch, certainly both papers go with L-A-H. There's La Hinch Leisure Centre to make big splash. Big retrofit gives new La Hinch Leisure Centre. So the, the newspapers certainly know which way Taking they're going. Sides, One yeah. would hope an outbreak of common sense might occur, <laughs> but, but yeah. I, I, I remain sceptical. But <laughs> locals have taken things oh, into yeah. their own hands, Pat, yeah. haven't they? They have, yeah. and, and, and so it is, um, it is uh, known as La Hinch, I in CH, since 1850s. Yeah. So, I, I don't know why, why they come up with going, going back. Uh, There's some uh, great t-shirts going around the place, you know, L.A. Hinch. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, hoping that the, the, there will be a better the next local elections. And that, uh, would you favour that? I, I don't know, it's was, yeah, was, might be a way of solving it. Yeah, I think it would be. Now, we're yeah. over time as usual. Uh, I said I can't control you at all. Now, <laughs> who's dead or alive this week, Pat? We hope to be all alive. Um, we, have the, we have the big football weekend this weekend, uh, Kerry and Galway. So we'll start off with uh, the Rosa Trelli and Bing Crosby. Who? Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby singing the Rosa Trelli. That's a new one on me. That's news to me, but you're tuned in and have a listen. rising above the green mountain the sun was declining beneath the blue sea when I strayed with my love to the pure crystal fountain that stands in 
the beautiful Vale of Trolley. Now, the Rose of Trolley being Crosby, a song that neither of us knew existed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, fair play to that. Now, listen, uh, for part two, we're coming back our own neck of the woods, but we're going to start with a few photographs. And page two of the Echo, there's a, a lovely photograph there of former RT journalist Charlie Bird, pictured with Bridie Tracy, uh, mother of well-known scarf photographer James, uh, picture taken in uh, Doolin by James, and uh, Charlie was amongst those that travelled from Doolin to the Aran Islands. Good to see him uh, uh, taking uh, a break in Clare. And, and General Airport uh, uh, recorded uh, the hottest uh, day in Clare over the weekend there, uh, Luke, 30.4 degrees at 3pm on Monday. Yeah, I'd so. say it didn't last for very long after no. that, I, th I think, but, but it went <laughs> on. But now listen, I'm also going to refer to a photograph, um, and we're going to talk about uh, lots of festivals. There's a photograph on page two of the living section in the Clare Champion, yeah. and it's in relation to the recent Fail of Brian Brew Festival, where creative writing was showcased. Uh, with a number of poets gave a recital and of course there are two of our own ladies involved uh, with the radio here uh, they're involved uh, Roisin Bugler entertained the gathering with her wit and humour and we say Roisin coordinates as everybody knows a flow of words which is a uh, broadcast here on, on the radio station every few months and uh, Patricia Ann Moore our own Saturday Chronicle presenter uh, who presents Chronicle once a month with Tom Hanley also uh, pictured there as well and uh, all looking very dapper there in picture uh, the, uh, taken with them with, at a recital. Now, in relation to the events in Kittaloo as well, Pat, I think it's at page six in the Champion, uh, there was also talks about some of the events that went on. At, yeah, over uh, the weekend, at, uh, yeah. The, 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 the Fail of Brian Brown Festival, yeah. Yeah, they had, they had a good weekend and they all They, they had, had the weather for it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they had all their. Um, their um, Various um, various categories there, and then uh, Dan has a write up there. But um, uh, Baru came delighted with 20, 2022 festival feedback. Dan uh, Dan has the story. The organizers of the 2022 failure by Row Festival are delighted with the feedback they have received from festival goers who thoroughly enjoyed the annual four day event. One of the highlights of the festival was the failure fireworks display of the lake. There wasn't a cloud in the sky as the fireworks exploded spectacularly in red, orange, green and blue fireballs, bringing gaps from the crowd who lined along the Killaloo Bridge at the various vantage points in the twin communities. Erlen White of Failure Brian Baroo Committee said the organising committee were delighted with the weather and the feedback from the festival goes. So I suppose they have all their lists of, of all what happened there and uh, the winners of various events and they had dog shows and they had all various events great festivals back up and running and we'll be talking yeah. about i suppose the harbour festival and fecal fecal festival and there'll be festivals left right and center uh, for the for the rest of the summer but he did a lovely he did a lovely program look on the the festival i call it the festival of uh Cooley quinn what they um that you did two weeks ago. Oh, the fair. The fair. The yeah, fair. Yeah. And it would be very interesting to do a, something like that at the Fecal yeah, we, we, Traditional Festival. Yeah, right, we'll talk to Trim about it. We're going, we're going, we're going That's down good, because they can be archived. They can. You know? No, they can. Like, I, I, like I'm sure this program will be listened back to in years to come, John. Uh, but, <laughs> and, and, and now, a topic that I've spoken about previously and 
the excrement is hitting the fan, John. Again, what is it? What pa is it? page 13. Where uh, are we? Uh, Cooney Keane on Broadford priority for sewerage plan. Pa yeah. Page 13, Dan, Dan her writing in the East and South East Clare uh, notes on the champion. Uh, the provision of a new treatment plant in Broadford will have to be prioritised according to the outgoing chairman of the municipal district. Now, uh, we've spoken about this before yeah. on many an occasion. And um, it's a bit like one of these things. They say there's going to be a plan. You know, they had a minister down in Broadford before Christmas. I, I think, are the, would I understand that the politicians are starting to get a little bit angsty? <laughs> well, it, it appears now that you see the, the government has allocated four or five million for projects like Broadford, and now the, the, the council now have to consider this here. The council now have to apply for this money yes. from Broadford, mm. yeah, and they have to be, they have to be approved above like all the red tape. The, 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 uh, it heaps up the most of huge uh, the most of huge uh, offices of red tape up in Dublin. I'd be thinking there'd be a little bit more than red tape. There's a decision. <laughs> there's a choice to be made. Okay, and yeah. one choice could be Broadford, and the, and they well, could, could also be, lose out. Could be so, someone else, yeah. Yeah. So the question is, what class of pressure in Irish uh, society is required and necessary in order to jump a queue? Uh, no, uh, that's generally a politician and a brown envelope. Uh, uh, neither, <laughs> ah, no, no. Neither of which are connected, John. I think you're being all entirely unfair. Um, this comes up regularly. Well, my only issue is the councillor is so slow in deciding it, which, allows, which creates this vacuum, which allows the local politicians to <laughs> trump for their place. In this case, Joe Cooney is trumping for Broadford. We'll have the councillors from West Clare next week. Mark my words, They've next been, week. They were at it previously. Will yeah. Be yeah. So we see this, for those of us who read the papers every week, we yeah. see this coming and going as very much like the tide going comes going, in and comes yeah. out. The council needs to get on with it. They need to define the criteria that will ultimately determine who's getting that top place so that then they can go to Dublin, as Pat says, and uh, the application yeah. can okay. be decided uh, upon. I would say, John, there, there you are, and in the first half of the programme, we wanted the councillors to be able to make the decisions, and it's now they can't make the decisions because it's all those idiots up in Dublin making them for us. <laughs> right? now, but you don't believe that, so... No, no, no. Now, listen, I, I, as a very serious matter uh, is also on page 13 of the Champion, and it's at the top of the East and South East Clare notes, and it's a HICWA reveals staffing issue at home. Uh, Dan Danaher writing in relation to um, uh, a check carried out by HICWA at the Lakes Nursing Home, an unannounced visit uh, when there were 54 residents in the residential centre that can accommodate a maximum of 57 on April 6th last. Mm -hmm. And without passing too much comment on it, it doesn't make good reading. It, uh, look, look uh, as you move on in life, uh, it's amazing how the mind becomes more concentrated on HICWA reports, on hospitals and on... Nursing, nursing homes. homes. And the one you're referring to is a nursing home. It is not Raheen, in case anybody's wondering. And anybody who wishes to, to get in on what we're talking about here, page, what page is it? 13. 13, 13 of East the East champion. Easter page. Yeah. And, I mean, the report by HICWA puts, you know, what does it do to you? I hope I don't ever have to yeah. go there. 
It's a disturbing report, Very I would say. And, we, and we're, not, we're not spelling out uh, because we haven't time. But the, 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 the... I mean, you could give us an example, the, the, I think, the, the, John. There are issues, I oh, think. Right, yeah. you know, it says while you know, re, the re, residents obviously were asked to, to comment in relation to some things, and I, there's one comment that re, re sort of jumps out to me, and it's a quote. Staff here are brilliant, not enough of them. Okay, inspection by Hikwa, layers of dust and dirt along corridors in resident bedrooms and in the kitchenette on the first floor. The premises in general was in a poor state of repair. Uh, hand gel dispensers were visibly unclean with layers of gel encrusted on them. Resident equipment was not clean and due to damage and rust, they were not amenable for cleaning. Wheelchairs in use by residences were visibly uh, unclean. Commode, commode chairs were not clean and were visibly soiled. And the what else? Cleaning trolleys had ingrained dirt and layers of dust. Yeah. The floor areas surrounding some toilets were not visibly clean. One could go on. I, we're reading the report by Hikwa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, it's frightening. Now, the, to, for balance, we have to say as well the report by Dan Danner goes on that the person in charge will monitor the standards of cleanliness and hy hygiene to ensure that appropriate standards continue to be maintained. They're going to do a big deep clean, but as, as was asked, that should be done anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem. Yeah. It's and not it's been cleaned on a regular basis. Since, since the inspection, five new healthcare assistants have been recruited, two are now in post and three will commence over the coming weeks. But I'm wondering, is part of maybe the issues there, uh, issues that are <coughs> excuse me, in the wider economy in relation to staff? It could and well be. Yeah. It could, it's hard. Yeah. It is hard to recruit and always has been hard to recruit for nursing homes, yeah. particularly in those types of jobs, yeah. Yeah. cleaning jobs. Yeah. So and those, those private facilities, do they, do, they, do they get money from the Department of Health? Do they, are they, is, are they, I don't know that part. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I guess yeah. I, I presume the there mm -hmm. might be a certain amount of funding. I'd imagine some of the funding would actually come from the fair deal, you know, with a... Yeah. Well, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. But uh, look, we're, we're not going to comment, you know, one, one way or the other on it, but we'll say the article makes, it's very interesting reading. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. The, the easiest way that we, we could sort of uh, describe yeah. it. Now, um, just also, there's a few bits there in page 13 as well. He shows pride of place in 22 competition. Mascara from Mount Shannon have been adjudicated yeah, uh, for the 2022 Irish Pride of Place competition. And I think the results of that are out, uh, I think, around November. So I think all going well, a few of the local residents will get a, a day out up in Dublin. I think that's generally a black tie event. So yeah. hopefully they'll have there. Now, a man, uh, John and David, uh, uh, he had a, a chat with lately. I see him here. Uh, a special mass was celebrated on Sunday last in Clanoscar by Archbishop Eugene Nugent. Yeah, he does that mass at the Kyle, do you know, the, in, the infant burial ground in Clonoscar every year. And if you, um, if you want to hear him elaborate on his work as Papal Nuncio, do tune in to the Arden Survey. Yes, the, okay. cro the, the, cro the Chronicle. Not uh, the Arden uh, Survey, but the... Saturday Chronicle. Saturday Chronicle. Yes, because uh, we can coming. give us a preview of, yeah. a, of an yeah. interview that you had. And I'll tell you one thing, John, it wasn't a short one. 
Well worth a listen. And listen, uh, from that I'm going to move on a little bit because we'll say um, on the Clare Echo, uh, there's a, on page four, steady decline prompts lay people appointments. Okay, and addition of lay people to the Ministry of Pastoral Care and Ministry of Catechists are amongst the Killaloo diocesan appointments announced by the Bishop, writes Park McMahon. It's page four on the Echo John. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ba it's basically it's a new one. lay people being appointed. Yeah. Being appointed to what, Luke? The Ministry of Pastoral Care. And what does that actually mean? Well, you might be, in one example, it, they would preside at a funeral. So they wouldn't be saying mass, but no. they'd be saying prayers. prayers. Is that it? Mm -hmm. yeah. yes. in, in, the absence of, in, the, in the absence of exactly. any priest. Exactly. Yeah. How and do you think that would be received? Pardon? How do you think that would be received? I don't know, actually. Um, uh, the reality of life is, uh, I think the numbers attending seminaries, the priesthood, are insignificant with the big eye. Mm. Okay, mm. so we we're facing a real a real situation where there will not be young or middle-aged or elderly priests available to do mm. uh, certain work. Is this the thin edge of the wedge? Uh, a number of uh, women, for example, have been yeah. appointed yeah. these ministers. Yes. Is it the thin edge of the wedge uh, where the next step for women is ordination? Well, a thin end of the wedge is usually a negative observation, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think it is a negative observation. No, I, I didn't mean it as now as a negative uh, <laughs> observation. I, you, you, you could say it is... Is it the start of a process? I begin to feel yes. Hmm. And there are inevitable, inevitably outcomes in all given hmm. time. I, I could raise the question uh, without trying to cause too much controversy. Will we have women priests before we have cashless and uh, cashless shops? I'd say yes. Good I mind. would say most definitely not. We'll have cashless shops before we. We, we have nearly have the cashless. That's shops. another. We that's have an, that's well, another five pounds of a bet. Exactly. <laughs> so, but it, we say it's very, very interesting here, and I, I would say there's a bit of common sense being applied here. Uh, there, there are specific roles appointed for some, uh, uh, some different people that are concentrating on yeah. different parts. Yeah. Of it. And uh, you, you refer to it there, David. Um, uh, we'll say there, Gerald Lynch and uh, Jim Sexton will work across the diocese to development, faith development approaches. And Carmel Moroni, Tolo Callan, and Mills Broadford will focus on funeral ministry and bereavement support. So that's one, mm. you know, one side of it. So right. if they have people that are going to specialise in different yeah. sections of it, I, I, I think that's going to be welcomed. And it's reality. Yes. yes. It's reality, you know. That that's uh, like <coughs> you have a, a, an ageing population of, yes. of priests. You have less of them. You can argue you've less people go, going going to mass as well, but we'll say at the end of the day, Ireland is still predominantly a Catholic country. So mm. you have functions, you know, weddings, mm. funerals, mm. you know, uh, all, all that type of stuff to take place. Yeah. So, but uh, we'll see. Now, just Pat, to, do you want to talk about yeah, just, more photographs? Just there, um, there's, there's a nice photographs there um, from John, Ke John Kelly and Killaloo, and there's one there, Pet Life of Neil Feel. Neil Feel. 
appearing to go voting in the Canon, a lovely, a lovely summary photograph. And, and, and also, the, the, the thousands of anticipated for the South East Clare show, 30th anniversary. Thousands of people from all over the Midwest were flocked to participate. And in much, in much competition to have the 30th anniversary of the annual South East Clare show at Bridgestone Showgrounds on Sunday, July 24. Some of the new additional activities have been introduced for families, children, and patrons, both in the leisure and competitive capacity to show celebrated three decades. With a total price of 20,000, more than 2,500 equestrian cattle and horticultural increase expected for the 2022 show. Now, I've been at that show a couple of years back, and it's a great show. It's a very, very good show now. Now, Pat, we're out of time as usual, but there's an article you wanted to talk about referring to um, East Clare being popular in the tourist space, and we're going to come back to David's um, yeah. uh, talking yes. about the uh, Clare Echo as well. There's a lovely photograph there as well now of Loch Dale, uh, near Whitegate. Page four in yeah. the Champion. Yeah, the bottom of the, of the Clare Champion. Uh, finals will be unveiled on Friday, July 22nd in a national competition which the Bourne and Loch of the Erin Warning for the title of Best Place to Holiday in Ireland. I, I, I'll just hold you there, Pat, while you're talking about that, because uh, they may be in the running for the best place to holiday in Ireland, but unfortunately, Holy Island and uh, the Bourne were not successful in their uh, claims to get closer to world heritage status, which is sort of breaking news on the Thursday when this has been recorded, so it'll probably be in the papers next week. Disappointing news for Clare, but uh, the Neolithic passage tomb uh, landscape of Sligo, the transatlantic cable in Valencia, Kerry, and royal sites in Ireland like the Rock of Cashel have moved one step closer to being considered. Disappointment for Clare. Yeah, it's a great shame, and I think questions will have to be asked of the people who put the application together, both at, at, at uh, the council level. Yes, questions have already been asked in relation to it. Day Good. One, day one. Yeah, yeah. And, and then obviously the civil servants in Dublin had to make a decision. Not everything had to go through, and it's on the basis of the argument made. I think there were places there that naturally, whether it's... Um, Holy Island, Clan Macnoise, which would have required two councils to cooperate, yeah, or the Burren. And Glendalough. And Glendalough, yeah. The Burren alone. Absolutely. It's crazy how it's crazy. It why, why, I cannot, Valencia, fine, it's a cable station and it's, it's but they obviously made a fantastic argument. And our people didn't. Cute carrymen. Anyway, Pat. Yeah, I'll just <laughs> on, on that, uh, Luke, um, the two places have been nominated. Uh, uh, Clare have been the only county where two two um, places have been nominated, and in the words of the judges, the bottom is a real island, an uncommercialized and unspoiled natural wonder, with other brilliant attractions like the Cliffs of Moher and Ellaby Cave. For its park, Loch Derg, and its 125 kilometre long shoreline is described as under the radar tourist destination, with numerous pretty towns and villages dotted around a usable and easily accessible natural resource. So we 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 wish we wish those two. And the location's the best, and the nominations. My own place in North Roscommon, Rathcrohan, was in. Didn't make in it either. And, mm. um, and I can I think I can understand why, and it may have something to say to the Clare situation as well. There isn't enough, wasn't enough evidence that a person uh, could should come to look at and see. 
you know. But John, I think I think for UNESCO World Heritage status, it's the significance of the site alone. Yeah. It's cultural, historical, environmental significance. And that, that look that, at Skelligvikel. Yeah. Look at the Boyne. I mean, any those are on the list at the moment. Mm. The Burren and all the other places we have. I mean, in Europe, we are amongst the. We are the laggard Words, in terms yeah. of UNESCO Words. World yeah. Heritage Sites. England has about 40 of them. We should be putting lots more in awards. David, uh, leave Claire Summer, the publication by the Claire Echo. Yeah, we this is, I've mentioned it earlier in the show, uh, Luke, but uh, just see, we were talking about the Cliffs of Moher, and I just see now, official Cliffs of Moher shuttle bus is part, it's on page two of this pullout. So if you don't want to park at the car park, you can get the shuttle bus from Ennis, Simon, La Hinch, Liscanor, Doolin, Liston, Varna, and the Coastal Walk. I think that's and, a... And that's, that's a, La Hinch spelt with an A. 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 Yeah, a. That's right. But listen, the, 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 the Echo have done a great job here in accumulating content all around Clare. There isn't too much, we have to say, from East Clare, but um, there's bits and pieces. It's mostly focused on West Clare and the sea, but uh, there's lots of... Scattery Island is there, and the Scattery Island tours the Vandeleur Gardens, the La Hinch LA surf shop um, for your you wetsuits. Would, you, would you say that everybody should have a copy of that? I would say if your, you're planning your, a nice little day away. Or for visitors or for visitors, you. Exactly, because these are things on our doorstep that we probably don't realise are here yeah. at all. Um, plenty of places to eat. There's so many places yeah. to eat in this as well. Mm -hmm. uh, just pick one at random. Uh, Carrie Gerry Country House. That's looks, lovely looking. Looks lovely. Looks yeah. the food, the beds, the house itself looks lovely. Very good, right? And just to give to the Clare Echo one last plug, they have a fine review of the uh, championship as well there. There's, oh, they have, yeah, spread, yeah. Spread, mm. nice, nice spread. Now, we're out of time again. John, David, Pat, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. Don't bother. I'm sure I'll thank have to say just a little bit of this out now because we've gone over way time, way again. But anyway, Pat, no, who, who, who's alive and dead for... Uh, <laughs> For the Galway side, <laughs> no, we 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 have uh, we have Kelly and, and, and Galway on Sunday in the football, so I suppose we have to we have to have a Galway song. And Galway races are on the coming week as well. One of the big sporting occasions in the west of Ireland, the summer occasions. I'm not, not playing each year in Galway, girl, no, Pat. So ah, we'll we'll we'll, is, I bet. we'll have the side doctors with the in seventeen. Ah, that's yes, all, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> They're headed to Shannon. Right, that's it. Hopefully, Jim back in the chair next week. Hope you enjoyed the show. As I said, support your local media. Buy the champion. Get the echo. Check him out online and to play on Goodbye and take care.